0: Welcome back to the New Age Music Promo Podcast. I am Ryan.
1: I am Jim Jones. I just want to give a big shout out this morning. this lovely Monday to all the scammers out there. Oh man. you guys He's... keep doing you, man. Keep doing you, you pieces of fucking shit.
0: <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna throw shade on the name or like what's happening here?
1: No, I'm not gonna say a name because I feel like that's just that's just not who I am. So uh, we have time for a story. <laughs> the podcast keep getting longer and longer. I will say that we're going to talk about uh, the roles and responsibilities of a music manager. But before we get into that, I want to I want to tell a story that is one hundred percent factual. So, um, and I'm going to say the the artist names. I'm mean, just not going to say who's doing this because uh, it's not that time yet. So we got reached out to by a mutual friend who wanted us to get into this contest. It's kind of the same thing that D- Dizzy's doing right now, this open verse contest. Sure. Now, what we were told <laughs> was that they would pay us for a verse. We would send them a verse. They would send out uh, the beat that we did with his verse in- to people in their network. Those people would pay for the beat and the verse. They would record to it and they would send in their versions or their variations of that song. And then that person would, whoever wins, would get a guest verse from an even bigger artist. But it it was also kind of like assumed and kind of understood that that verse that we gave, that that whoever won would also get to commercially release that song, which we're totally cool with. Now, this this was in writing. This wasn't like someone called me, told me something, I misunderstood it. This is all in writing. So... They asked us for our, our feature price, which I gave them the price. They agreed to it within seconds. And once I get to the, the what's going on here, you'll understand why they agreed to it so quickly. So we had to sign a memorandum that said that we were giving them ownership of the verse. I guess maybe in hindsight, we shouldn't have signed that, but it's just, it was a verse. We were just, it was for a contest. We didn't really care. And based on how it was explained to us, um, like, whatever, we're not gonna we're not gonna use this. Someone else is gonna use this, whatever. Um, it said in there that they could assign the copyright to another party. It didn't say parties, it didn't say plural, it said singular party, and it said that we had the right to claim our songwriting and publishing. So a couple of weeks ago, Dizzy's telling me that he's getting tagged in all these posts about his verse. And he's like, What where where what's going on here? He wasn't really like he wasn't clear on if it was getting tagged like in Instagram stories or something like that, or if like it was actually being released, he didn't really clarify. And then like, I wake up two days ago, two, three days ago, actually two days ago, Saturday morning, to like a flurry of texts from Dizzy and him sending me like screenshot after screenshot after screenshot of all these appears on featuring Dizzy Wright. And it turns out it's that verse. So this is what they did. They, Put the song for sale on their site, their beat website, and basically sold leases, non-exclusive, and also apparently higher-end ex- higher, higher end leases uh, for people to buy the beat, buy the song. There is no mention in these leases of a song contest whatsoever.
0: That's shady as
1: fuck. And... I found one of the artists on Instagram. I went to him. I chopped it up with him, had a conversation. I didn't really tell him what the actual problem was. I just told him, hey, we're having an issue here. But if you could communicate and send me the lease that you signed, I'd really appreciate it. So we did. I read it. Again, no mention of a contest. I sent to my lawyer. No mention of a contest. So they fucking lied to us. Like there's a there's a there's a thing with contracts where if like you intend to deceive someone, like, hey, here's a magic trick over here while secretly down here, I'm fucking you off. I'm fucking you. Like you can get in a lot of trouble for that shit. Right. So, <clears throat> again, reviewed the the lease. No mention of that. Um. I think we found forty different versions of that shit online somewhere. I had someone reach out to me uh, <clears throat> later in the that, that same day, and the, the let me let me pull it up the uh, the title of it said the the subject line said collab you are on with me my album is dropping early february this is going to be on there love to do more work with you pause we didn't do any fucking work with you
0: bro like what?
1: i feel bad for these artists because they didn't really do anything wrong right they thought this is an opportunity to get a verse, they have no idea about the middle conversations and communications and business deal that actually happened. So if I'm an artist, I'm thinking this is a dope opportunity. So I'm sitting here thinking, do I really want to go flag all these songs as copyright infringement, or do I want to take the time to reach out to them and let them know that we were deceived, we were lied to, and that they bought a, They bought basically a, a fucking a lie of a verse. Right, like you, we had no problem with you buying it, but we thought you were going to send it to them and their network and let them vote on it and, and pick who the winner was. Not for them to do commercial fucking releases and monetize our music in right. the Disney verse. They're literally using his name, exploiting his name, exploiting his verse, dude. Some of these these graphics that were up were absolute ass trash. Using pictures of him, his logo. We signed off on nothing for likeness or images and none of that shit. So yesterday i got a fucking rage text from this guy that set this thing up i'm not going to say his name and apparently what happened was dizzy hit up the guy who's the producer these two guys are partners they do this and said basically said to him like yo this is not what we signed up for um what artists would be okay with this and let me actually rewind this real quick what Saturday morning when I reached out to the guy I sent him all the screenshots I was like yo we did not sign up for this you did not communicate this he came back to me so aggressive basically telling me that yes you did you see I explained everything to you when we talked I'm like bro we never even talked on the phone we never right. talked on the phone so he's obviously coked out of his mind missing all the fucking details because that never happened and right. like he he's in west coast time so this is 5am his time so he's up he's on coke you know he's coked out and I get like three back to back to back emails, and the last email said, "FYI, Jaron did this contest last year, so you should know." And I'm like, "Okay, now I know you're a fucking idiot because I didn't work with Jaron last year." So I did the same thing. I went looked up Jaron's page. I'm like, "Fucking littered with all the same trash." I'm like, "Dude, these guys are assholes." And pathetic. then. So I get this, I get this rage text from this guy, basically telling me that I'm being I'm being disrespectful to the producer. I'm like, I haven't even talked to the producer. This is Dizzy is having this conversation, but I'll, I'll take the blame, whatever. But you, do, again, you're just way off base, right? Telling me that I'm a piece of shit, telling me that I'm the boy who cried wolf because I signed up my artist for this and I didn't tell them the terms of the deal. And I'm like, dude, you first and foremost, let's put a pin in this fucking aggression for a second and let's talk about this. Like, I'm not happy. Don't get me wrong. Like, the way we're going to communicate is not going to be beneficial for anybody. But I'm not coming in here saying, fuck you, go fuck yourself. Like, dude, that's, you are putting on a show for a fucking crowd that you do not want to get involved with. Like, you know, you need to chill the fuck out. Like, he was saying, like, yo, I'll be in Vegas on Wednesday. Just give me a time and place and I'll pull up. okay. Like, that's really where we're going to go with this. All I'm telling you is that you deceived us and you left out important details. And his response, his fucking response, I can't, wow. I seriously can't even believe. I can't even believe this. I'm going to re- read this for all of our listeners.
0: What a scumbag.
1: Oh, he's a huge scumbag, bro. So he goes. Kaylin, go fuck yourself. You are the definition of the boy who cried wolf. All info was 100% given you up front, and now you're complaining because you didn't fully inform your artist. Thank you for attempting to shift the blame. If you want to continue this conversation, just tell me when and where, and I'll pull up. (laughs) So I was already responding to him before before I got that, but I said um, our asking quote was for one verse for a contest for a winner. There's like 40-plus variations of Dizzy's verse floating around on DSPs. Had you said what this really was, we either would have asked for more money or said we weren't interested. People are emailing us saying that they're releasing a leased version of his song, of their own song with Disney's verse on their album. We didn't agree to that. And I finished that text and then read his, and I said, this is awesome. Extremely professional of you that we're going to, going directly to violence and threats. And he just responded back with, fuck off. We own that shit. We don't have to tell you anything. Okay? And so he goes, next time... He's super professional. Great guy. (laughs) Next time, perhaps read more into the situation and then ask for more money. So now he's telling me that because he didn't give me the information on what they were really doing. So he lied to me. But I'm supposed to have known that they were going to lie to me.
0: I smell a lot. Lastly,
1: I don't make fucking make fucking threats. And I so I, I copied and pasted exactly what he sent to me in the email. And he goes, we own it, and we allow the package purchasers to do whatever they want with it because we own it. Holy shit, crazy notion. And I said, yeah, crazy as in shady as fuck. I, and like, I, I, don't, I, I blocked him because I'm just like expecting him to just be this lunatic. Nothing in what I said was aggressive. I just yeah. said that this is what you told us. This is what you did. This is wrong. So in my experience, people who get defensive that quickly are are guilty of something. Oh, And 100%. I know that's like a, a thing that women always said in arguments. Like, well, if you're being in defense, no, like, dude, you would t- you came at me. You came at me.
0: Yeah, there, there's so, a reason that they did. So my buddy,
1: me and Dizzy's buddy, it's got looked into that thread for some reason. And I randomly saw him respond, good shit. So I texted him on the side. I'm like, what's that in reference to? And he said that uh, the guy responded to the group, just talked with Dizzy, we're good. So I called Dizzy and I'm like, did you just talk to this clown? And he goes, yeah, I did. And he basically said the beginning of the conversation was very uncomfortable because Dizzy was like going at him. He's like, don't ever disrespect Kalen. He's like, you have no idea who, who he is, who you're fucking with. Like, don't just think he's like just some white boy that has nobody behind him. Like, And do not ever threaten to come to my city and pull up. Bro, that will be the last mistake you fucking make. And he's like, once I said that, the conversation switched. And mind you, I will say, in multiple conversations and via email and text, he kept saying to me, no one's ever complained. No one's ever complained. And I'm just like, that's not fucking possible, bro. Looking at the list right. of people who have done this, I guarantee you somebody has fucking said something about this shady fucking shit you're doing. So he tells Dizzy the same thing. No one's ever complained about this. And he go, and Dizzy was like, I don't believe that for a second, man. He's like, you finesse me. You finesse Jaren. He goes, probably countless other artists. And then he went on to say that other artists have had a problem with this. So he turned, he says that nobody's complained. And then he explained, oh, well, that's why we had to pull Rich the Kid off because they didn't want us selling his verse for commercial release. He admitted to it. And then he said, oh, yeah, Corrupt called us because some artist put it up there as a primary and it fucked up his re- release radar. And I'm just like, that's exactly the point, bro. And I told this to you Saturday right cool cool we get the opportunity to claim the claim uh this the writer writer's share but how are we supposed to know right these young dumb, dumb artists are going to go to bmi or ascap and they're going to register it as 100 percent ownership regardless nope. of what the fucking lease says and even if i do come up with the list and i go in and register the real splits which why would i do that none of these guys have streams we're not going to make any fucking money but even if i did that the the as soon as those numbers clash it's going to go into conflict and nobody's going to get paid Right. Like this is an unwinnable situation to be in.
0: Yeah, nobody's gonna get any of those royalties. They're just gonna sit there because they don't know where to send them.
1: Dude, it I I, I don't know. And, oh, and then and then and then the producer the producer in a DM to Dizzy told him if we have to give you more money, we will. After he said, I'm not involved in the business side. Whatever whatever was agreed to with your manager is what we thought. We paid you your price, bro. You are one hundred percent aware of what the fuck you're doing. You would have, not have, you would have not have offered us more money if you did not know what you were fucking doing was dirty as shit.
0: right. so I in, am go ahead. I was just gonna say like in like situations like this, like do you get lawyers involved? What do you do?
1: Well, th- like everything I sent all the screenshots, I sent the memorandum, I sent the lease agreement, I sent the emails all to my lawyer. And he told you texted me a little bit ago, said he was going to call me today, so that way we could discuss uh discuss just what we want to do like i i don't i don't have any i don't i don't want to go after them legally because it's just it's so expensive but i think I think what's if they want to continue with this business model, which i one hundred percent have a problem with, even if i wasn't associated with dizzy, I have a problem with this
0: right it's um not- It's not right. They
1: definitely, they definitely owe Dizzy money. They owe Jaren money and they probably owe all these people way more money. So the first thing I want to do is I want to clarify that you owe us more money. Once we have that number sorted out and we have received payment, I'm going to press so fucking hard on their throats that I'm going to flip their model and their business upside down because this Dizzy said to him, he goes, I've worked my entire fucking career to avoid dirty fucking snakes like you. Yeah. And that's what you are. You are a dirty piece of fucking shit. And he literally said to Dizzy, Oh, so th- th- he goes, Uh, Benny the butcher is supposed to send us-, send us his verse tomorrow. And he goes, Does Benny the butcher know that you're gonna be letting these artists up uh upload this shit to DSPs? And he goes, Why do I have to tell him? Bro, why do you have to tell him? We own we own your verse, Dizzy. We could do with it whatever we want. No, you can't.
0: That's not how that works.
1: The agreement literally says party. Singular.
0: Yeah, that's not how that works. Furthermore. Also, isn't Benny the Butcher. But have the right, hmm? Isn't Benny the Butcher signed? His label will have that shit shut down quick.
1: Yeah, it, it's dude. Furthermore, companies should have the right to assign its agreement and the rights associated therewith to a third party entity without affecting the validity and or forcibility of this agreement. Party. Party.
0: Right. Singular. Singular.
1: Me, meaning if anybody were to read this, read this memorandum, what and that that's another thing too. Like you have to understand that when it comes to contracts, there's like I, I don't I don't want I don't want to say case law because that's the wrong way to explain it, but like there is a general understanding of what specific language means. So yes, it can be very wordy and confusing and, and legalese that just really makes no sense to you. But if um, an educated person were to read something, there has to be a general sense of what it means. right? And it has to be within reason. So you can't just write something that completely fucks somebody in a language that makes no sense and put it in this black and white, Well, it's black and white, but this super gray area in the middle where like, well, it could go this way or it could go that way, no. If any reasonable person were to read this, would any reasonable person believe or think that I'm giving you rights to this for you to turn around and sell it and give the right grant rights and permissions to a thousand other parties? No, no, that is not fucking reasonable. no person would think that no lawyer would think that, no judge would think that, no jury would think that like
0: yeah, that's. That's shady fucking business, is all That's that is. so
1: fucking shady. Piece of yeah. shit, man.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, with all that being said, and a clear example of a manager going to bat for an artist, what That's is... That's a good segue. Good job. What is <laughs> nice. actually a manager do for an artist? And at what point does an artist need a manager? Well, I mean... It really just
1: depends on what your experience is. Like if you're a pretty level-headed person and you can manage and juggle all the tasks, maybe you don't need one. Like there's a couple of artists that I know that they have people around them that handle specific things, but if you were to say who's your manager, they're going to say like I don't have one. Sure. Now, <clears throat> I me personally uh there there's a there's a weird stigma of what a manager is and I feel like that's like based off of like unrealistic situations sure. and let's use entourage as a really good example like Ari gold was like a super agent and he was always out there getting deals for his clients and like i really feel like some people in the industry think that's what an agent's job is or that's what a manager's job is and that's not fucking true like
0: manager i can agent tell you it would be separate jobs right
1: one hundred percent. It should be separate jobs. It should not be the same. Um, on top of that, like that whole like Hollywood viewpoint of what an agent does is so fucking blown out of proportion. Like, do you think Sierra? Or Sierra, um, what's her name? Kara, Kara Lewis. I think Kara Lewis. She was. She oh. used to be with CAA. Now she's like the Kara Lewis group. She reps like M. Kanye. Do you think she's doing outreach for them? No. No. Those brands and endorsements and shows and concerts and festivals, they're knocking down their fucking door. Now, sure, there might be like a mid-level type brand or artist that does need that outreach to help uh, spread their brand and awareness, but there's still, it's not this glorified Ari Gold walking around, screaming at people, I'm the shit. Like, It's not what it is, but in, this, in the terms of the manager type things, like, people don't understand, like, I, I there probably are, like, uh, who's Justin Bieber's manager? can't think of his Scooter
0: name. Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun.
1: There are the Scooter Brons out there, well, the Scooter Braun, who could, like, make one phone call them and make you a millionaire in, like, five minutes. But, like, a real down-to-earth manager is someone who, first and foremost, first, first and foremost believes in you they are ride or die for you. They will do so much more than just do deals for you and find the best situation for your content or you to be the face of something. They're handling your finances. They're handling your contract work. They're the first line for contracts. They're your first line of defense as a shield and a deflection for communication. That way, if something has to go wrong or there has to be a conversation that's hard, it's not, the blame is not necessarily put on the artist. Sure, they may get drugged into it because someone may feel like, well, the manager's only saying what the artist is, but that's not true. Nine out of fucking ten times, that I'm responding to someone on behalf of anybody that I represent. That's just me. I don't even have to talk to them because I neither know that this is a good thing or a fucking bad thing, or there's a middle ground that maybe I need to school you on a little bit to to get you to move over here. And if there's too much pushback, then I just put you in this side. And I'm just, I'm done with you. So like, that's really to me one of the focal points of being a manager is just being that middle like shield protector so that the artist doesn't have to deal with any of that shit. And on top of that, like, yes, are there opportunities where brands reach out to me and I have to figure out whether or not this is a good fit for any of them or do I do any outreach for them? Of course I do. But if a manager's sole purpose is just to do outreach to find you deals and that's the only way they're going to be compensated for their time, then you have a really weird and messed up view of what a manager is.
0: Wouldn't that even be a different job of a manager too? Wouldn't that be like a PR since they're technically for hire at that point? I mean,
1: so like Demrick has a guy who works at a firm. I don't know if it was a marketing firm or a manager, management firm. I think it's a management firm, but like he, he's a deal guy, but he's not like constantly shopping Demrick. He just has a good relationship with Demrick, And every time something comes in that, he feels might be a good fit for Demerick, he sends his way. Like, sure. like that's that's a thing. That's totally a fucking thing. But like if it was just Demerick calling and texting this guy every single day, being like, where's this deal? Where's this deal? Where's this deal? Like that guy would probably be like, Go fuck yourself, man. I'm, this is I'm just like passing information along as I think it's it's relatable to you. Right. Additionally, there's so many, so many things it takes to run a business, and an artist is a business that if I myself take on a, take on a client and there's no and I, I'm talking about this in the compensation standpoint because this is what brought this whole conversation to light, excuse me to begin with was just simply how a manager gets compensated, and I've had some conversations where nine out of ten people understand that there's compensation for your time and what you're doing for me, and there's also compensation for commission. so that, like you can be paid out on commission at a lar- at you know a percentage of their gross income or you can figure out a situation that's more of like a salary type retainer type deal. And you get 10% of all new money. Sure. And some people like that number, sometimes the the 10% of gross versus salary versus new money sometimes equals out, but it's really the perception of how they feel about it. Like if they feel like you're touching their money, they don't like that because that was existent before you. Right. But at the same time, like if I'm solely being rewarded and compensated for the deals I bring in, but I'm solely responsible for keeping the business in line with taxes, all the proper filings. I've got the accountant, I've got the lawyer, I've got everything on billing cycles set up for everything that you need to do customer acquisition and retention and outreach and selling and all these things. If my only way of getting paid is to land you a deal, then I'm not doing any of that shit for you. Right. Like that's busy work that like
0: a fucking intern should be doing, right? Like at that point, you're doing literally running a business, and you're handling the like you said the day to days. You're handling the the inquiries. You're handling damage control if there is any, all sorts of shit. I I think like one of the things that I see happen a lot of times like is because people will email in for New Age asking about managers, and I think that. There does need to be a separation of the term manager, term uh, book separation of the term booking agent, and separation of the term of somebody who just does like PR stuff.
1: Yeah, and I I think even at the younger levels of artists, um, they think they know what they need, and I could tell you right now they're one hundred. They're usually one hundred percent, one hundred percent wrong. Sure. Like if someone's like, "Hey man, I want you to manage me." I need you to get me on these shows. I have, uh, skirt. No, first and foremost, I'm not a booking agent. Actually, I am, but you don't need to be doing that. There's about a hundred other things you should be doing first before we talk about you getting on shows. Sure. No artist believes that. Every artist thinks that the only way I'm gonna get famous is if I go do shows. That's not fucking true, man. Especially it's now. It's not. No. Yeah
0: especially now maybe back in the 70s 80s and earlier that's that's what was true but not anymore
1: like i'll give you a perfect example this girl on tiktok uh i'm trying to i'll pull up her name her name is uh i don't know what her name is Hold on. anyways point point being there's a, there's a girl on tiktok she i don't know where she was at follower wise before she did this video but she had a great voice i think she did pretty dope music but she took part in that um, CeeLo Green challenge with the the crazy challenge, mm. and I think her video is the most viewed one of the whole challenge. It got like a hundred million fucking views. She released her own variation of that song. She's now dropping singles, like bro. And this, I, I don't even, I don't know anything about this girl. I don't know anything about her history as an, as an artist. But I would say that um, she probably wasn't doing much. But she doesn't need to, she didn't need to do that. She just created a following on TikTok. And yep. now she's I, hold on, I can actually I, I have one of her songs on my phone. Hold on. Her name is Natalie Jane. And now, if you go to her Spotify I think I looked her up the other day because I wanted to see how many monthly followers she had. She's at 6.2 million monthly listeners. Jeez. And she, she blew up off a of TikTok.
0: Yeah, I mean, like that's the that's the thing is like if you are going to quote unquote get famous, it's going to be from the socials and it's not gonna be from playing shows and like like the with the show thing like people are saying like yeah I need to go on this tour I need to do this thing I used to do too is like I need to go on tour but now I'm like like if you're focusing on the content like like I said you can be heard twenty four seven if you're putting out the content you can only be heard in that three hour span in that one city of that show. Very true. So you're better off just putting the content out there and doing it that way. But then also if you're looking for management, like you have to understand like one, that's an expense to you. Like people, when they're discovering, like they're thinking that what, what I need to go to, to take me to the next level. They're like, well, I need a manager. You probably don't need a manager. If you're not being hit up consistently for inquiries, I don't think you need a manager yet. Inquiries or inquiries? Same thing. Okay. Asshole. A different word. <laughs> Yeah, but like if you're not being consistently hit up for brand deals, you're not being consistently hit up to go on tours, you're not being consistently hit up for features or collaborations or anything, you probably don't need a manager yet. I agree. If you're not able to sell out a 500 cap room, you probably don't even need an agent yet. You probably just need to focus on making better stuff. I agree. But when you do, when somebody is like to that level where they are getting consistent inquiries, they are getting a, a reputation where maybe I do need a manager. Maybe I am supposedly potentially going to go on the road here and I do need a manager now, or my base is just growing to where it's out of control and I, I can't do it. Um, what should somebody look for in hiring a manager? Like how, because you hear horror stories all the time, people being taken advantage of by managers and just screwed over consistently. So what do you look for to stay away from those situations?
1: I mean, you're never really going to know someone until you start working with them. And I can just tell you that in the past couple of weeks and having these conversations about taking on artists, I just admit, just right out the gates, I just tell them, hey, this conversation is really awkward for both of us because, um, you know, these are situations where, like, I feel like us working together is going to be beneficial because of the network that we're all in. But... If you don't know me from scratch, then it's it's weird. And I try to, like, I try to, like, break the ice of making it weird, of giving examples of what I do for people now and just how important it is to me for people to be good fucking people. Yeah. Like, to go back to the beginning, comment. I would not let – I wouldn't even let my fucking kids around this asshole. It's hard. You can't trust people who are fucking liars. Facts. And – That, to me, is important when it comes to this music shit because there are so many fucking people scamming. Yes. I will fight somebody for fucking with Dizzy. I will fight somebody for fucking with Jaron or Demrick or Webby or Prof. And that's the point that, that I think is very, very valid. Like, if it's just like, hey, let me email this management company. Maybe they'll give me some deals. Maybe they'll make me a priority. Cool. But, like, if you want someone who's really ride or die for you, like, you have to figure that out for yourself. And you have to do that by learning and talking, learning about the person and talking with them. I'm a very, I'm an open book when it comes to this shit. I don't say things I don't mean. I don't tell you things you want to hear. I will fucking be brutally honest with you. I will tell you when you're fucking up. And I will tell you not to do shit. Yep. Stop fucking doing that. Because it's a bad look and you're making bad decisions. And I think there's so many yes men out there that are just telling you what you want to fucking hear that if you're just wanting a manager who wants to be a yes, you want a yes man as a manager, then go do that. But if you want someone who genuinely gives a fucking shit, then I'm the type of person that will be that for you. Now, obviously, I have to want to work with you, so I'm not saying, like, hit hit up Jim Jones for management. I'm just saying, like,
0: Find that's what that, I... Find somebody that match, matches that vibe. <laughs>
1: Exactly. That's like, that's the conversations I have with them. And I give them an opportunity to learn that about me before we really jump in. So I'll give them like a, we'll do like a three month beta test period. And it's just a probationary period where we can learn about each other. We start getting everything sorted out and everything that I need to be able to do my job efficiently for you. But if at the end of three months, you're just like, "Mm, this isn't a fit. You're too aggressive for me, or I'm tired of you telling me, no, like then we don't have to work together. But that to me is a manager like that sure. to me is like you're at an award show and instead of the artist thanking their woman first, they thank their manager first or a woman thanking their man and a woman thanks a manager first. That's the type of person I want to get thanked before the significant other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to give it. I just want to stop, stop the show right now. I just want to give a big fucking shout out to Jim Jones down there. He is the realest motherfucker I know. He has had my back since day one, and I would not, and should not be here without him. I
0: Fair love enough. you too,
1: baby. But he, <laughs> he's number one.
0: Fair enough. So when you're without looking without him, a manager. there
1: is no me. Without him, there is no me in
0: Fair the music enough.
1: business. Without you, baby, there is no me. You know what I'm saying.
0: So if you're looking for a manager, find somebody who wants it just as bad as you do that you can fucking no one's going to ride for you and isn't going to take advantage of your shit. Yes.
1: God. People just stealing shit.
0: Broke ass motherfuckers. And get your shit in writing so that way you do have something to back you in the case shit goes haywire. Mm. You got anything else?
1: No.